1: the income fund fourth quarter and fiscal 2020 financial results conference call and webcast at this time all participants are in a listen-only mode following management's presentation there'll be a question and answer session open to financial analysts and investors only instructions will be provided at that time for you to queue up for questions if anyone has any difficulties hearing the conference please press star followed by zero for operator assistance at any time I would like to remind everyone that this conference call is being recorded today, February 24th, at 8.30 a.m. Eastern Time. I will now turn the conference over to Liana Shantumoro, Chief Executive Officer of Canadian Electrolytic Zinc Limited, the Funds Manager. Please go ahead.
2: Thank you, Operator, and good morning, everyone. Thank you for joining us. Also joining me this morning is Paul Enerson, Chief Financial Officer of the Canadian Electrolytic Zinc Limited, the Funds Manager. Before we start, I would like to draw your attention to slide three of the presentation regarding forward-looking information. During the course of today's presentation, we will be making a number of forward-looking statements that are based on certain assumptions and subject to a number of risk factors outlined in this slide. As a result, Naranda Income Fund cannot guarantee that any forward-looking statement will materialize and you are cautioned not to place undue reliance on these forward-looking statements. Please note that all dollar amounts in this presentation are in U.S. dollars unless otherwise indicated. Let's begin with a brief overview of the year. 2020 was a year like no other, and I am incredibly proud of all that the Fund and the processing facilities team has achieved in a complex environment. Early in the pandemic, our operations were recognized as essential by the provincial government, allowing us to maintain our operations although the way we work today has evolved significantly since March 2020 with the implementation of various safety and security protocols and with many remaining in place for the foreseeable future. In this context, the fund forged ahead with its strategy aimed at improving our corporate structure, bringing stability to our operations and funds, and making strategic investments in our facilities to adapt our operations with an aim to increase production, reduce costs per ton, and ultimately, improve the fund's profitability. We made incredible progress on this front in 2020, despite the challenging circumstances. In May, the fund successfully amended its ABL, bringing additional financial flexibility. In late July, we secured a $40 million stream financing agreement under favorable terms for the fund with base core metals. Following the reception of the initial upfront payments, we began to work on our two key strategic expansion projects and met our first milestone by the end of the year, triggering our second of three advanced payments. Since announcing the stream, we have received $24 million, the majority of which is going towards our ongoing CapEx projects aimed at improving filtration and cooling. In addition, the Board of Trustees successfully amended our agreements with Glencore Canada ahead of schedule and through to April 30th, 2025. The extension avoids any near-term uncertainty regarding our source of feed supply. We can focus on our operations and on safely moving forward with our expansion projects. Finally, on the operational front, and despite our ongoing CAPEX projects and added on-site challenges due to COVID-19, we achieved the top range of our 2020 annual production and sales target. We also significantly reduced operating expenses by maintaining stability and reducing unplanned maintenance events. Looking at our financial performance, as the fund derives revenue on market terms, our financial results are subject to changing market dynamics, including those impacting treatment charges, zinc, and sulfuric acid prices. These are key profit drivers which exhibited significant volatility throughout 2020 due to the pandemic. As a result, our financial performance was negatively impacted by a dramatic decline in market terms on concentrates throughout the year, and while zinc prices increased sharply in the second half of the year, these were not completely realized due to our hedging program. Looking at earnings before income taxes, we registered a loss both in the quarter and for the year. This loss is primarily attributable to lower treatment charges, lower byproduct sales, and lower acid netbacks for sulfuric acid prices, sales sorry, partly offset by higher zinc price. Market terms on concentrates declined, as global mine supply decreased during the last half of 2020 due to the pandemic and created a tight concentrate market in the second half of the year. However, zinc prices continued to increase in Q4, driven by broader market influences, even as refined zinc production continued to exceed demand. Adjusted net revenues for the year increased to 200.6 million from 180.8 million in 2019 and adjusted EBITDA increased to 50.1 million compared to 23.4 million in 2019. The fund also decreased its unit production costs, reflecting decreased production costs offset by higher volumes compared to 2019. As you will recall, we faced a number of production challenges in the first half of 2019, which were addressed in the second half. Finally, in late December, the board declared a special 2020 cash cash distribution of $0.03 Canadian per unit payable to unit holders. Looking now at our production and sales. For Q4, zinc metal production and sales decreased slightly, whereas sulfuric acid sales volumes decreased 5%. This primarily reflects lower sulfur in the feed mix, slightly offset by lower internal consumption. For the year, production and sales were at the top range of 2020 zinc metal production and sales guidance of between 260,000 and 270,000 tons, despite a complex operating environment, whereas sulfuric acid sales volumes for the year remained relatively flat compared to 2019. Looking at our production and sales for 2021, as discussed last quarter, our target remains between 260 to 270,000 tons of zinc metal. As a reminder, until the completion of our expansion projects, which are slated for commissioning in the first quarter of 2022, our ability to increase production remains limited. However, once we have completed our filtration project, we will be in a better position to process a more varied and higher impurity concentrate feed mix. Increased filtration capacity, together with increased cooling, is expected to allow us to increase our production capacity by about... 20,000 tonnes to a target of 290,000 tonnes annually. Before I turn it over to Paul, let's take a quick look at some of our key drivers in Q4. Zinc concentrate and secondary feed process increased compared to the same period in 2019. Zinc grade and recovery were both higher and consistent with the prior quarter as well. Average LME zinc price was at $1.19 a pound, slightly higher than the same period last year and also a continued increase compared to prior quarters. By-product revenues were slightly lower, largely reflecting the impact of lower sulfuric acid netbacks. Finally, the average exchange rate stood at 77 cents. I'll now hand the call over to Paul to discuss our financial results in more detail.
3: Thank you, Liana, and good morning, everyone. On slide 10, we have adjusted net revenues. Adjusted net revenues for the year increased by $20 million year over year to over $200 million, reflecting higher market terms on concentrates and higher volumes compared to 2019, partially offset by lower zinc prices. Lower adjusted net revenues in the fourth quarter primarily primarily reflect lower market terms on concentrates, slightly offset by higher zinc price compared to the fourth quarter of 2019. The quarter was also negatively impacted by lower sulfuric acid prices. Throughout 2020, the fund maintained a positive adjusted EBITDA trend. Adjusted EBITDA for the year reached $50 million. This, This significant increase over 2019 reflects higher market terms on concentrates for the full year period and higher volumes compared to 2019, offset by lower zinc prices and lower production costs. Lower adjusted EBITDA in the fourth quarter reflects lower market terms on concentrate and lower sulfuric acid price slightly offset by the higher zinc price compared to the same quarter in 2019. The downward pressure from treatment charges was fairly insulated by inventory volumes through the first half of 2020 but was felt more through the second half of the year. This pressure was somewhat offset by the higher zinc prices. CAPEX for the quarter came in at $12.5 million compared to $7.8 million for the same period last year. $3.6 million was spent on asset plant and roaster equipment, $2.1 million on purchase of anodes, $1.5 million on maintenance of operations and the balance on other sustaining capital. This also included $3.4 million on strategic expansion projects, most notably the filtration improvement. For the full year, about $4.6 million in total capex has gone towards the strategic expansion projects which began in the second half of 2020 and which mainly accounts for the year-over-year increase. capex will increase compared to our usual run rate in 2021 as construction on the belt filters and new cooling towers follow their course with the majority of the expansion project costs to be incurred in 2021. Turning now to liquidity and capital resources. first. Cash flow from operations, excluding change in working capital, interest and in tax payments was negative $1.1 million in Q4 2020 compared to negative $2.1 million in the same period last year. The first half of the year benefited from the processing of higher treatment charge concentrates with lower treatment charges, insulated by inventory volumes on hand. Our hedging strategies also delayed the impact of declines in, in zinc prices throughout the first half of the year. Zinc prices then increased sharply, creating hedging losses and increasing the margin in inventory in the second half of the year. Looking now at our ABL facility, at year end, there was $164 million drawn down when letters of, when including letters of credit, leaving an excess availability of $16 million. Working capital, excluding the ABL, was $214 million compared to $216 million at the end of 2019. The slight decrease reflects an increase in inventories and receivables, more than offset by an increase in payables and net changes in various other elements. Looking at our senior secured metal liability agreement or stream agreement with Base core Metals, the fund received $24 million of the advance payments in 2021. This includes $12 million paid upon closing this past summer and then another $12 million received upon completing the structure of the belt filter building this past December. The remaining $60 million will be paid upon the completion of other project milestones and no later than June 20, 2022. Currently, and based on our progress to date on our expansion projects, we anticipate that we will receive this payment in the second quarter of 2021. Throughout 2020, treatment charges and zinc prices both exhibited a lot of volatility. We saw spot treatment charges swing from over $300 a ton entering the year to falling falling below $100 a tonne by December of 2020. As for zinc prices, these decreased throughout the first half of the year before increasing sharply through the second half. On the supply demand front, both mine supply of concentrate and refined zinc metal consumption decreased during the year, although smelter production has been relatively unaffected with modest growth forecasts for 2021. Going into 2021, concentrate supply concerns remain due to ongoing impact of COVID-19 outbreaks in mining facilities globally. As such, tightness in the concentrated market is expected to continue negatively impacting treatment charges, while zinc prices are expected to be supported by investor confidence, infrastructure spending, and a weaker US dollar. In this context, our focus is on executing our long-term strategy to decrease our production costs and increase long-term profitability. We also remain vigilant and are monitoring the situation closely as it evolves to mitigate any impact on our operations. Contingency plans covering different scenarios are in place. We are working diligently to maintain our strong operational execution and production cadence in what continues to be a complex environment. We were successful in 2020 and our objective is to stay the course in 2021 as the pandemic persists. We are also moving forward with the strategic expansion projects while maintaining all required COVID-19 protocols. These projects are progressing well and will help to further strengthen our position as a leading North American low-cost refiner of zinc metal. That concludes our remarks. Operator, back to you for the Q&A, thank you.
1: Thank you. We will now take questions from the telephone line from analysts and investors. If you have a question and you are using a speakerphone, please lift the handset before making your selection. If you have a question, please press star one on your telephone keypad. If at any time you would like to cancel your question, please press the pound sign. Please press star one at this time if you have a question. There will be a brief pause while participants register for questions. Thank you for your patience. Thank you. There are no questions registered at this time. Thank you for your participation. We ask that you please disconnect your lines at this time. Thank you. Oh, oh, oh. oh I'm sorry. We do have a question from Gordon Bubb, private investor. Your line is open.
4: Good morning, uh, everybody. Uh, could you uh, give us an idea of what the impact of the expansion project will be on your unit costs once the once the project is uh, fully on
3: stream? Uh, we will expect to to add, uh, as we've mentioned in the press release, we'll add another 20,000 tons. The target is another 20,000 tons of, um, of, uh, of zinc production, and therefore on uh, 300,000 tons or 290,000 tons of total production, you can see... Uh, Know, three or, you know, a 3 to 5% reduction in, in unit costs. Thank you. Oh, sorry, that'd be, sorry, just do the math here. So, the more closer to 10 to 15 percent, Gordon.
1: Your next question Hi. is from Ben Franklin with River Strikes Capital. Your line is open.
4: Hi, guys. Um, As far as I understand, when Miranda shifted to market terms, and correct me if I'm wrong here, there was a change and the company started taking possession of seaborne concentrate inventory after it had left port instead of when it arrives on site. Um, Has this had a material impact to the increase in inventory levels on the balance sheet?
3: Uh, For the... uh... For any material that would be in transit, it would increase your inventory levels as uh, we would uh, take uh, material into our inventory on our balance sheet uh, five to ten days after leaves port versus when the ship actually arrives. So yes, there would be an increase uh, in your inventory levels and, and conversely also on your payables in the event that the uh, the shipment has not been paid for yet. Okay. Have
4: you have you gone back and looked, or tried to quantify what that impact has been? Uh,
3: no, but uh, no, we haven't quantified what the impact is from a financial point of view. Uh, but in our negotiations, or in our as supporting the independent trustees, we do provide them with uh, with some of those calculations on, on what uh, what the impact would be uh, for for different levels of in, for different inventory levels.
4: Okay, and uh, what, one last one. Um, can you can you tell us what the amount um, was seaborne
3: during the during the year? It's uh, quite the amounts of seaborne? Yeah, about forty percent. Around forty percent of our stock was was from offshore.
4: Okay, thank you guys. I appreciate
1: it. Your next question is from Hugh Cooper. With he's a private investor. Your line is open.
4: Yeah, good morning, guys. Hey, I've noticed that um, Benantz's Gamsberg mine is, is just reopening now. That's 250,000 tons a year, which is very bullish backdrop um, for the, uh, the smelter market. And I notice a number of other mines are also starting to reopen. In addition, I see a number of zinc uh, miners getting ready to bring their into production as well. This this a pretty bullish backdrop for, uh, for uh, you guys. And also, uh, you know, zinc, and despite that, notwithstanding that, like zinc prices are, are hovering around $1.30. So we're in a beginning of a pretty bullish commodity market. It should be very, very positive for you guys. So, first, first question um, Have you started to see the treatment charges going back up yet, or are we going to see that later? The second question, have you considered uh, using an issuer course bid right now to buy back some stock, as your stock is like extremely cheap at a, a little over a dollar a share, you could buy back 10% of your company for $5 million. Maybe you don't do it today, but, but I, I believe that's very be a very good tool to have to actually announce an issuer bid. You might buy it back a little bit later, but... I don't want to see you doing, waiting like two or three years and having your stock at three or four or five dollars and deciding to do that. Have you thought about that yet, on behalf of the shareholders?
3: Thanks, Hugh. Uh, just to get uh, you know, some more context on the TC side of things, um, yeah, we're seeing some mines uh, like Yamzberg come back online. Caribou is another example. Um, you know, from what I've read and talked to people about on the overall concentrate market, there's still a um, there's still uh, you know coming into the pandemic there was a surplus of concentrate on the market and that that surplus has been has been eaten down by the by the smelters so there's no uh, there's no backlog in the in the system at the current time and and what we're seeing now as we come off of the chinese new year uh, there's some restocking occurring from the smelter side of things uh, building back up their stocks. so that's drawing concentrate as well out of the market so the market is still very tight from a uh, from a concentrate point of view. Uh, time will tell what happens as we go through 2021. But from what I've read, again, uh, you know, I'm not uh, I'm not really necessarily in the know. But from what I've read, the market seems to be uh, will remain tight for the rest of the year. From some of the um, other conversations and stuff that I've read, it does appear that there are some folks that are entering into longer term contracts at prices less than spot. Uh, so in the 60 to 70 dollar range, whereas we, uh, you know, we're finishing uh, December at 85, and I think we hit 70, 75 or 77 in, in January. So uh, certainly looking as if uh, the whole treatment, the whole side of things from a from a treatment charge, from a concentrating point of view, uh, maybe maybe less than bullish uh, from, from at least from what I've read. Uh, but again, uh, we'll see what happens as the pandemic comes, goes rolls through, and if those mines are able to survive. Certainly. From a miner's perspective, the situation is very positive right now with low TCS and high zinc prices. So theoretically, this should encourage more mines to come online and/or increase production, which should uh, attempt to or sort of should should result in some sort of recti- rectification of the supply and demand uh, curve at the current time. So so that should see some 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 push upwards of of those treatment charges. But again, we'll have to see how the uh, how the year unfolds. The forecast, the, the analyst consensus, et cetera, that I've, I've looked at have not been t- tremendously positive with respect to increases in the treatment charges throughout uh, 2021. Um, so that's, that's on, the, on the TC and the, on the concentrate side there, Hugh. Uh, with respect to the issue, of course, buyback, um, you know, we certainly uh, have, have looked at some of those elements, Hugh. Uh, we've had discussions with that at the, um, at the board level as well. Um, so there has been some uh, there has been some uh, discussion about that, uh, with respect to decisions going forward on how to use excess cash. We haven't we haven't come to those uh, those conclusions at, at the current time, uh, and so all of this, of course, then rests upon you know basically having that additional cash that will be available to do uh, to do that. And as we've stated in the past, when 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 time comes that we have excess cash available. I mean, there is a number of, of ways that we can we can uh, use that cash through strategic investments, through payment of distributions, which which does appear to be um, top of people's minds, and, and, and you know, this is another this is another option as, as as a buyback. So we are we are investigating that option as well.
4: You well, know, I understand you you have to pay out a certain dividend if if you make money every year, but um, I do think the uh, the issuer course did. And the stock buyback be a lot more beneficial for shareholders than a dividend.
3: It's it's, under, it's un,
4: I guess, at the bottom it's of the not, cycle.
3: It's under consideration, Hugh, as well, like I mentioned, in, in the mix in the mix with all of the other different elements. So. Thanks very much. Thank you, Hugh.
1: Here, next question is from Daniel McConway with Rossport Investments. Your line is open.
5: Yes. Uh, good day. Thank you. you. I think you just answered one of my questions. And I missed, um, this the the, um, the earlier comment on the reduction after the expansion in cost. It's 10 to 15 percent. I just want to clarify well, that. Is that right?
3: Yeah. No. That's that's it's, if you've got 20 million 20,000 tons of extra um, of extra metal on 290,000 tons. Uh, Liana's done the math here quickly for us. It's uh, it's coming from 727 where we're at today down to 695 would be our projection on that
5: 727 to 695
3: yeah
5: okay I and
3: mean, there's okay. a lot of assumptions uh, that go into that but that would be uh that would be the quick and dirty math on that
5: okay thank you um i just a bit of an opposite question I'm a bit rusty um i'm not having much close to the company in a year or so but
0: the um
5: i'm glad to hear that uh, under consideration is a share buyback because it, it just gives me um, and yeah, it, it partly answers the question I was going to ask you, and that is, just your confidence level going forward, the next year or two, with with low TCRCs uh, for the next year, that you feel confident that your balance sheet can get you through this drought without having to go the other way and issue new shares. Is that is your comfort level fairly high on that right now, based on your yeah. assumptions?
3: From an overall liquidity point of view, you know, I would say the simple answer would be yes. I mean um, you know, just sort of, sort of further to the conversation with Hugh. Uh, I mean, the first step for us is having a, a additional cash cash to, to 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 do something with. And certainly, from the trustees' point of view, from management' point of view, and from everyone everyone here at the at the site, you know, everyone is very conscious of uh, of the of the economic situation that we're in, and working very hard to to control costs, to to better manage cash to increase production, to make sure that we've got stable, uh, stable operations to make sure that those costs per ton remain low. And, and if we can get them lower so that we can uh, move through some of these difficult economic times that we're in now. And certainly treatment charges are a very important element of our uh, revenue stream and therefore our overall uh, profitability and cash flow. And, and when we're in a situation with low, with low treatment charges where we're at today, it, it certainly doesn't help the overall liquidity situation. On the other side, uh, you know, increasing in the zinc prices, it's certainly beneficial, but with the volatility of the zinc prices, it, it does provide some uh, level of complication with respect to cash flow management because of the derivative instruments and, and the impact of fluctuating zinc prices that have on those derivative instruments and the payment of the gains and losses. So we've had you know, a lot of discussion about that in the past and the impact there's a lot of noise quarter to quarter on, on the zinc prices uh, we, we don't talk necessarily from a quarter-to-quarter quarter basis as much on the, on the treatment charges, but they are a very important element to, to our overall profitability. So so looking forward to this year, you know, we are focused again on on stable operations, on making sure that we can keep our costs down, keep our, our, our cost per ton as low as possible. We have uh, trimmed as much as we can on a number of different fronts. Our CapEx uh, spend to control it as much as possible while not putting operations or the stability of the operations at risk so we're very conscious of, uh, of all elements where where cash is going out the door and again this is uh we just went through our, our quarter end board meetings of course and, and through our budget recently uh very top of mind from the trustees point of view also from management and and everyone on the site's point of view we just rolled out uh, a lot of employee meetings here where we focused again on, on cost control um, and, and, and and maintenance of the operation so Stressing that element very closely, we have a very good uh, situation, or a much better situation, we were in this year versus last year on our ABL with the improvements in those, in those uh, facilities. The base core um, facility also helps quite a bit to bring in additional funding while not, um, while not necessarily spending the money uh, out right away with respect to um, those cap that capex uh, that capex spend. And then, you know, we do have a you know a good situation with our with our, the supplier of our concentrate and the purchaser of our metals that we we can pull levers on working capital management with respect to you know payment of our invoices and the receipts receipts of our, our zinc metal sales. So we have levers that we can pull there as well from a from a uh, working capital management point of view to make sure that our liquidity remains remains stable. So that was that was a very long. Yep, think, but, but, yeah, well, uh, I
5: appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, I appreciate it. I, relative to where you were a year ago before COVID. Are you are you pretty um, uh, happy with what you've been able to do in terms of addressing the, the crunch and, 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 and being and getting more competitive?
3: Yeah, yeah, we, we are. I think that there's been a lot, you know, 2019, we had we had some unplanned maintenance events, which negatively impacted our, our production. 2022, we had we had none of those. The, the the production was was very stable. We've managed to decrease the costs versus 2019, as well as a result of that that impact. And, and a lot of that goes to, uh, you know, keeping uh, a very risk based focus on our capex and making sure that we we do have we, we are able to maintain the stability of the operations. Because it you know as soon as we move off on stability of operations, if we cut capex too much, it does it does have an impact directly on our production levels. We, if, we, if, we, if we're producing less zinc, it does have an impact obviously on the bottom line because our expense we still have expenses, but don't have the same revenues. And as well, you know, when things break and it's unplanned, it does cost us more money to fix them, which we, we saw uh, was the situation in 2019. From a uh, capital structure point of view, with respect to the improvements in the ADL, it's much better with respect to uh, the base core deal. Again, assists quite a bit. And what we saw in the first half of last year, when the TCs were higher, were higher. We did see uh, a lot more cash generation, and uh, that improved our overall situation quite a bit. Um, and, and we see that, that helping us, you know, helped us out quite a bit during the last half of 2020. So the focus this year, with that improved capital structure, is to maintain our operations stable, uh, to keep the costs low, to enable us to move through the situation here uh, from, from a low treatment charge point of view. While trying to uh, um, uh, take advantage of the the, the the high zinc price situation we have now, and try to insulate ourselves uh, through future decreases in zinc prices if they if they were to come. So there's 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 other there's other work to be done, and, and, and lots of stuff that we they're working on right now to to assist us in, in getting through 2021.
5: Great, thank you very much for a comprehensive answer.
1: Our next question is from Stephen Lin with ABC Capital Management.
5: Your line is open. Good morning. Um, I have two questions. The first one is for the $31 million secure metal liability sitting on the balance sheet, do the fund pay interest on this portion? And the second question is, um, could the secure Asset Map Act currently at 40? Uh, per ton, could you give some color on the outlook and uh, per market trend of the uh, sulfuric acid netback? Thank you.
3: Thank you, thank you, Stephen. So, so on the stream, uh, it's sitting on the balance sheet at thirty million dollars, and you've got to kind of get back into the the accounting on that to reconcile back to that number. You know, we've received twenty-four million dollars to date. Um, there's a lot of uh, accounting accounting that goes behind the number coming up to thirty million dollars. We don't we don't pay interest on the stream deal, Stephen. What we do is we pay one percent of our zinc production every qu- every quarter to base core to settle the uh, to settle the stream deal and we'll do that um, until we've returned sixty eight million pounds of, of of zinc to base core, which with our projections with the expansion project, the target of two hundred and ninety thousand tons per year uh, we expect that to be in, the, in about ten or eleven years so We'll pay one percent of our production over over that period of time. So, um, the you know implicit interest rate would depend on the zinc price at the time when we deliver the the zinc back to back to back to base core. But but the long and short is that no interest is paid, but we will carve out one percent of our of our of our of our zinc and deliver it back to back to base core over a ten to eleven year period. With with respect to the asset netbacks, this is you know very much pandemic related. Uh, we saw strong, uh, strong sulfur pricing coming into 2019. Um, the, you know, we call sulfur sulfuric acid a byproduct, but but it does generate a uh, very good revenue for us. It's a very very important contributor to our bottom line. And when we see it move from $70 per, per ton to 40, it does uh, it does have a, a quite a negative impact on on our bottom line. For 2021, uh, you know the, the sulfur. Uh, pricing is, is really very much related to um, industrial activity, industrial strength in uh, in the United States primarily, and, or in the overall economy. Uh, so if we see a return to more robust uh, economics uh, in 2021, we should see that number float back up. But again, uh, it, it is, um, although we do have contracts on a lot of that market there, the, the end pricing does get influenced a lot by uh, the spot market. So we will just have to, again, like with the treatment charges, wait and see how we move through 2021 with respect to with respect to the, the netback back position to see if we receive we see a return back up to, you know, 50, 60, or 70 levels. So, uh, I think that the you know the 70 comparative is is, is a very high number for us to uh, target for in 2021. But uh, certainly we should see numbers uh, coming up that coming up higher than that 40.
5: Perfect. Thank you very much.
1: Thank you. There are no further questions registered at this time. Thank you for your participation. We ask that you please disconnect your lines at this time. Thank you.
0: Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app.